You're listening to The Word here on Ujima Radio 98FM. My name's Miranda and you're listening to The Word. Welcome back, welcome back. I've got a couple of guests in the studio now. It's been a hell of a week here in Bristol and several cities across the UK have been having what's been called an uprising. Extinction Rebellion are an organisation who are trying to bring awareness towards climate change. They are trying to ask for the government to bring in and declare a national emergency. But I am not here to speak on behalf of Extinction. Extinction Rebellion today. Today we have a spokesperson from Extinction Rebellion and I'm really excited to welcome to the show Penina Chang. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for Uh, having me. You look absolutely stunning. Thank you. Thank you very much Miranda. You do look amazing. (laughs) Uh, For anyone who can't see her she's like dressed in green with green braids as well and it's just absolutely (laughs) stunning. Is that anything to do with being green and an environmentalist or friend of environment? It's just a coincidence. I think it's, it's something to do with being a protector of the earth. That's so lovely. Yeah. So you are here officially today representing Extinction Rebellion and we also have Stephen Draper here today. Hello, good afternoon. And hello. Hello, good afternoon. Of course, we also know you as crazy from the Word Live show. You know. You know, it's been a hell of a week for Bristol. The Extinction Rebellion is something that has maybe divided Bristol in quite some ways. It's been very divisive. There's been a lot of talk about whether the experiment or whether the uprising has been successful. But first of all, just Panina, I just want to ask ask a little bit about what Extinction Rebellion is and what this week was about, please. So Extinction Rebellion obviously started, it came together last October when a group of people in different parts of the city, or, or maybe it's a glo- it is a global movement, felt that there was a, a climate emergency which was not being taken into consideration. So they operate on the basis of civil disobedience, which means that they feel that with everything that is going on, all the legal channels and everything that people are trying to do around the issues around climate change and the fact that climate is now rising. I mean, the degrees have now got to a point where if we don't do something in the next 10 years, we are basically driving ourselves into extinction. So I feel that because of the way that it has blossomed in different parts of the world and become quite a global movement, they are really, really going over and beyond what uh, most activists in the green or sort of climate change area have done. What's the single most important issue that you're trying to get over? It is important for the UK government to realise how how little time there is and that is the message act now so wherever you go in any of the campaigns the two words you'll see is act now so what was the reasoning behind this week's protests back in april they led a protest in london and that led to the uk becoming the first country to declare an emergency and i think that was a very good result but i suppose what has then happened is that the plans that are being drawn are not reflecting the urgency that is required and so this summer has been organised across five cities in the UK to really drive home the message that it is important to act now. And I know that Bristol, you know, Bristol is always taking the lead. You know, I'm really proud of the fact that we had an audience with Marvin and the fact that we are able to sit at a table and present what we, we feel is really important and for him to sort of say, OK, yeah, we can talk about it and we have a plan, but we really need to think about, from our point of view, is really about how the urgentness comes into that. And it is good to have a plan which can be 50 years long, but I'm not sure sure that we have 50 years. So Stephen Draper is here basically as a representative as a resident of Bristol. Just before I get on to Stephen though, do you think that this week was successful? I think that it has had some very good and positive reactions depending on people's perspective. I know that well, on Monday and Tuesday there was, uh, there was a lot of cooperation and I think that it was a very peaceful demonstration. It is very unfortunate the, in- the incident that happened on Wednesday but apart from that... Can you that, explain what you mean just in case? I think that there was a, a, a young man who lost his father because of the 
chaos that were created with the with the with the. Sorry, you can have surgery. Yeah, uh, with the chaos that created because of the disruptions to the public transport. And I think Extinction Rebellion did, did send out a public announcement, a some kind of public apology to acknowledge and to just empathise with what had really happened. Thank you for explaining that. I know that's one of the things a lot of press have kind of focused on. So, Stephen, yeah. what do you think about, you know, briefly? First, I just want to point out that I'm not against climate change. That's not <laughs> in any way, shape or form, because that's when, when you say anything against the protest or anything like that, they go, oh no, but the world's... It's, I agree, it's a problem, it needs to address. The problem we have is the method that you guys have taken. Yeah. Now, I mean, basically, it seems almost contradictory in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. For example, the diesel lorries that mm-hmm. felled this MOT was the one that brought the vehicle there. Mm-hmm. That's been seen with a failed MOT for emissions. Also, there's a, a lot of different factors. Um, again, the blocking of the roads where the emergency services couldn't get through because of the concrete bollards. The two-mile route round in the one-way system mm-hmm. to get back to that, the, the places that the, all of the fuels and emissions that would have been used extra, so the extra pollution yeah. has happened as a result directly of it. I was told by an Extinction Rebellion spokesperson that emergency services were allowed through. You can't get through concrete. I've got photos on there. I can show you. I concrete do think that, yeah. uh, and I think that actually there was even a woman the other day who yeah. was actually they sort of stopped the, the temporary blockage to let the woman through because I think she was just going through. Oh, that the, was on the motorway. Now that wasn't yeah. part of the police plan thing. You weren't allowed to do that though. You guys no, we, we didn't. That. But I think you can't you can't pick and choose. I think you have to pick on the acts where they've actually you, taken the opportunity to block in the BRI entrance and the road where that directly goes to the hospital. There's photographic proof that you guys blocked that off. Well, I didn't see that, so it's, I can't it's comment it on that. Just, and also yeah. Southmead Hospital. I can't comment on anything that I didn't see. It exists and it's on the page. Yeah. 100%. But yeah. then how Is do it? we know yeah. that they were actually Extinction Rebellion people? Oh, they, they were holding the banners, wearing the clothing, yeah, but led they... by the police. So, so your interpretation of that is that... The, the, you're taking out the wrong people. That you guys haven't taken your protest to the corporations, mm-hmm. and instead you're standing outside of hospitals and and the town and blocking roads where people need to get to jobs and do things yeah. like that. Yeah. Before you've gone to the companies that are actually the main problem there. But that's what's happened. I mean, when when the cooperation that we have had from the police and all the time that the that the protest or the demonstrations have been concentrated near the bridge, and it has been really peaceful. And I think maybe 80 percent of it, as as with anything, there's always some there's always going to be some risk of something going far and beyond what you would normally expect and you can't blame every single individual for that but I think it is all about learning those kind of uh, those kind of those kind of mistakes and thinking about how you actually initiate something that really gets the support of people and I think that's where we need to go it is a movement that, that started the support of the people have you seen your Facebook page yes but it's I think terrible, that you, isn't it? no I don't think there's I don't no agree on there. no I, I don't agree <laughs> I think that there's been there have been uh, quite a few positive comments that have gone yeah, on that there have been, been. It just depends on who your friends are because if no, if no. I looked at it from my point of view, I, I see lots of positive comments from my friends. So I suppose people are often reflecting on the, the kind of people that they would normally be with. Sometimes I might not share the same view as you do and maybe that means that your friends are going to be very different to my friends. Yeah. Again, I agree climate change is a massive problem. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And this is where I'm trying to say I agree there's loads of resolutions and if, if those thousands of people that went there, mm-hmm. yeah, went and maybe perhaps picked up rubbish or acted, mm-hmm. done something positive physically mm-hmm. to make a change, there would be a difference. Yeah, they've created, yeah. say, double the emissions because they've had to do a two-mile diversion going around it yeah. and also jams traffic And jams. maybe there's a reason for that. And I, I'll, I'll tell you why I got involved with EXA on a personal level. Yeah. Three months ago, a cyclone hit Beira. Those people, of those residents of Beira went to sleep one day and the following morning, the whole city was destroyed because there was water everywhere. Yeah. 90% of the city, the infrastructure, everything went because of a cyclone. It hit Beira, it hit, it, it hit Malawi and it 
to Zimbabwe. You are very happy that you can sit here and wake up in the morning and go to work and have everything that you have. Those people right there right now, some of them, 100,000 of them have been displaced. A thousand of them have lost their lives. So when we are talking about the real impacts of climate change, we have to think about the bigger context. And I take it about the fact that, yes, there have been inconveniences and there have been places where, you know, things have gone not quite right. But I think it is coming away from the real message of this is about our young people. This is about our future. We have to do everything that we really can to make our governments realize, and especially in the global north. In the global south, lots of people are, they're not the the emitters, and yet the impact of climate change in those places is even worse compared to the people who are actually producing their emissions. The UK is in the first, in the in the top 20 in terms I of that. I want to congratulate you because you yeah. have got people talking about it. So and it I is important. That, that, that has been the success of it all and I think yeah. that is something that can't be ignored because it has raised a discussion. You know, there, like, there's people online talking about it and even if it's negative talking, they're on there researching their points to, to, to try and uh, do that, you know what I mean? Well, this is a very good argument. point. How many people, it. including yourself, before this week knew oh, how think, serious... The situation is about net, uh, net zero carbon emissions by 2020. Can I ask you a sensible question about that, do you? Okay, so Bristol City has already agreed for the carbon emissions to be by 2030. We're not like the UN. 2050? No, 2050. no, no. 2050, that is 2050 was the UN. Bristol City, uh, Bristol City as a city, we've already agreed to do it by 2030. We did speak to the mayor about that. Yeah, that and was the plan that he well gave agreed. us, yeah. which was, which was, it was spread out on a piece of paper, which is part of their sustainability, environmental sustainability plan. It's straight up to 2050. Of course, they're saying that they're wanting to work towards 2030 and they've set up a committee yeah. which is supposed to be looking at how they review that because they want they have got this one city initiative which is supposed to bring all those different aspects together, not just the environment but also the housing and the transport. But actually do we even have that long? Okay, well, and I think that's the, the point. The problem that we have is by 2025 it has been deemed impossible mm-hmm. to do what's asked of it. Now it's a nice plan to aim towards that, I get that. When I asked them how they, they were planning on implementing it at the frontline information desk, the advice that was given to me is we have to stop people driving mm-hmm. and people have to stop having holidays. Yeah, I, that's, I, that's I, what they said. I, you can't I, use airplanes. I, 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 that's what they said to me on the front line. Uh, yeah, they're talking about um, uh, travelling by air. Yeah. Okay? okay, so you use yeah. your carbon, your carbon air footprint. Yeah. The main, the main yeah. spokesperson. You know, and yeah, nobody's saying don't go on holiday. They're saying perhaps think about going on holiday in the UK instead of using damaging the planet so much by a flight. With that, but that's actually telling us this. neutral, but I find it hard because I have a son and I just, you know. I just think right now what I want is solution-based answers and criticism. This is, this is it. I was after thing. solutions. I after yeah. solutions. And yeah. at the end of the day, we have tried and tried and tried other ways to get attention, to get listened to, and it's not worked. If we don't do something seriously drastic now we are in big trouble and my son will have nothing to go up to in 15 years time and I am sorry because I am supposed to remain impartial yeah. but you can't when there we have no time we can't leave it another five years we do have to act seriously we do have to act otherwise okay, there is no, we, there's nothing we have to demand that as the people but it has to come from a governmental level for example if they don't want people to have yeah, but cars, how do we get the government to listen okay so basically for example what you need to do is protest the government okay what hasn't been done by extension rebellion it simply quite hasn't been done no okay? but we were in the mayor's office who does the mayor represent we are, we are residents of Bristol. Council. We are citizens of Bristol. Not the and being the citizens of Bristol means that we have to have a say. So if we have... If we are talking to our mayor, because this is our city, actually what is more important as well is that we have a leadership role. Bristol has always led on lots of things, and we can never stop doing that. So even if every other part of the UK or every other part of Britain is not really, we have always been in that, and we've always been recognised for that. So again, we have to again do it all over again. So why make the people 
Bristol to suffer instead of a city that oh, isn't doing that? It is the really perspective. Yeah, your yeah. perspective is that Who's they are suffering. suffering. Right. But 14 people said they lost their jobs online as a result. I reckon half I of that's like probably that people. I would like to be proved. I, yeah, I've not had it substantiated. Yeah. This is just people on the Extension Rebellion page writing about it. I mean, they it, also did give everybody notice, weeks of notice of this going no, on. No, no, no. They it's been planned I from a month ago. That. It's been what? there. It's been Joe there. Joe didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I can never demean any life, whether it is one life or two lives. But I can say that when we are thinking about what the future looks like, yeah. and we think that there are some people who can wake up and literally, you know, have found that they've completely been ex- made extinct, yeah. then I think that we okay. have to really, well, really is, think about what that what really means just, for just, us and what action we have to take. We are, and um, well, you made a very yeah. good point that we're all sat here in our cosy little worlds, you know, um, but when you look at what's happened in Malawi and, uh, yeah, you know, that's, it is, it is. And, no, and no, and you can see how upset Panina is when she's talking about that, yeah. you yeah. know, and then when it does touch your family, your homes, you, it, it's, it's on a whole other level, isn't it? Mm. And of course we're devastated that that man didn't get to say goodbye to his father no one should ever have to no, go through that. no no but one. you know what and then there is no but on that there that's a full stop every friday i am stuck in traffic every friday it takes me two hours to go half a mile every friday i see ambulances gridlocked every friday i see fire engines not being able to get through yeah. and it's every week every single week so i think a small disruption the, the thing that i like to come from this and this is it what do you think the best solution on a personal level for mm. people who are listening to the show yeah mm-hmm. what can people do to actually make a difference by 2025 what would you like to see being done but on an individual personal level on an individual personal level I think that we, we it, this is a systemic issue so yes of course everyone is doing things on a very individual level there are some people who will say I will, only, I will not travel for this year I will not buy I'll buy less clothes I'll plant a tree every year but I think you have to look at the massive scale that is needed in order to make that difference and that means that we have to get more people actually really understanding what, re- what this really means and taking full responsibility yeah. for me I would want to, th- to say that there's a lot of timber that is actually being smuggled out of Africa and brought into Europe and how many trees are being chopped down in those places where this timber has been smuggled out yeah. and how many European countries and how many European citizens and, and actually companies are actually buying this timber we have to stop those kind so of practices that's on a corporate level yeah so you but then, my question that's what I'm saying completely. systemic no, I mean, yeah. no, no I agree I agree that's a massive yeah, so, so what about the, clothes, that's a the huge clothes the clothes that we're yeah. buying from no, just on the personal you know, because we've attacked the public yeah we've had uh, this, this but who is the public on the public yeah, yeah. This, no, we blocked the, the public the whole point has been public disruption mm-hmm. and that was your point so now I'm asking on a public personal level mm-hmm. what can people do not on a systematic level because you haven't gone to the system you haven't gone to the government mm-hmm. so on a personal people, I think that we have actually yeah, well, why, 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 did the UK de- why did the UK decide to declare an emergency? It is because Extinction Rebellion had that week-long uh, thing. Yeah, of course it did. I don't know if it's down to that. Like it was, because it was immediately after that that they did it. Tell me when I you, think any other... There's, there's a lot of political that? reasons behind that. What it do did. you think we should do? Yeah. What do you think we should Personally, do? Personally, I would like to see people doing things like cleanups. Okay, for example, if, if those 10,000 people went around Bristol and actually cleaned up Bristol... How's yeah, that going to help our climate and carbon emissions? It would make it tidier. It would make it cleaner. It would be less rubbish and junk around. Okay. Yeah, okay, well, we're talking about the basic level. carbon... Personal levels, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. I have no idea. That's yeah. what I'm asking. <laughs> okay, so one of the things I have done myself yeah. is perhaps to move to a company that provides green electricity. Right, like yeah. Bristol Energy. Yeah, and, like and Bristol similar. Energy, all of them, they provide that. And yeah, actually, okay. when you think about it, I'm, I'm paying less than going to a company That's that, true. yeah, like BT, or like those, those organisations that actually do deal with fossil fuels. 
you know, so and that is something that you can just switch, switch your okay, so basically, your provider so your, so your energy away. suppliers, yeah, and then also, okay, things like perhaps less driving, catch the bus when you can, use things like that, your obvious stuff. But this again, you're to prove my point that the, the fight is with the corporations, it That's is never with the corporations it. because we are the ones who give those corporations power in order to do what they do. If we all decided today that we are not going to buy into any of this or so you, you know you if you decided to boycott all of those fossil companies then what are they going to do so boycott so stop driving is that what you mean well you can you well you, we need to be what, radical. what i think we need to be working towards is basically a subsidy so okay there's a lot of these hybrids and, uh, and these electric cars yeah they're like 35 grand each at the moment joe public can't that. afford them yeah, yeah? Mm-hmm. they've not got charging stations anywhere it's no. only on the motorway they're, they're really hard to get hold of and at the moment there's no subsidies for people to go i'm going to stop using my fossil fuel car that i really need to get my family to and from work to pay for my, my food and to live mm-hmm. you know what i mean and there's nothing in place there from the government like that i think that's where we need to be aiming towards getting it's subsidies to stop really fossil Point. And this is exactly the sort like of measure for. that Nobody the government is Yeah, but then it's, we are still coming back to the government, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what because I'm yeah. individually, the that's yeah, what, stop individually. taking it out on the public and, yeah. and let's work. We are not taking it out on the public. We are trying to actually attract attention of these people who actually have a lot of influence. And if it, you yeah. think you don't have any influence, then actually, what are you going to? Why? Why do I need to do that? Because by disrupting or rather taking that civil disobedience line, you're bringing to the attention of people who need to do something about it. And why are we yeah. divisive? Why is it them and us? Why, um, why, why is it? Yeah, why is it them on us? Because they've done it on a weekday. Uh, they've done it on a week. If they'd have done it on a weekend, yeah, if they'd have done it when it was just a shopping, it wouldn't have caught the that were done. No, I believe when it stops yeah. everybody going and feeding their families yeah. and, and everybody going to work and back from work and picking up their kids from school yeah. and things like that, that's when they could take it personally. If it was stopping them going shopping and stopping the companies making money and things like that and the supermarkets from being able to do things, then it would have been a company, a corporation thing. So I think that, that maybe needs to look at so in the future. So if, if I give you notice and said, you know, in two weeks' time, this is what I'm planning to do. What does that mean? What How does did that, that give notice you? come in? Because I didn't hear about that notice. Well, it has been planned for a while. And the, it has been. I mean, it's in the council. Yeah, no, but even them, even the yeah, it was rebellion. organised with them. Do you know they led the actual the well, bike we, ride? We were talking yeah. about it. The week Can you explain why well. they led the bike ride and told everyone where to go? I don't get that. Who the police? Yeah. Yeah, because they wanted to make sure that there was going to be... There's obviously some uh, some terms of reference that have been given in order for them to do what they needed to do. Mm-hmm. So what, what you can't go and break those, EDL, those things that have been EDL agreed. EDL come and, and march, and no, they have that, to get the, the, the... Police didn't lead the EDL march. They, put, they stood well, the by and protected them, but they didn't lead. There's a big difference. Uh, mm-hmm. The police were directing this march, whereas... The, with the, I'm not, uh, believe me, I don't support EDL in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, but there yeah. was about 16 people who were arrested, I mean, the other day, who were part of Extinction Rebellion. So but what, what are you trying to say? Huh? They actually had an agreed quota for arrests. I think we. I might... don't think I don't know. They, they, that, that, that is just no. propaganda, isn't it? Oh, no, no, no. I, I... One <laughs> thing that I do want to ask you about was paid uh, paid protesters. According to the website, three percent three percent of the protesters again. We are, are going, paid. going to propaganda, aren't we? Yeah. It's on your website. I yeah. Well, I don't you know. know. Just... There, there were sixteen people arrested, but what he's saying is that no. they were paid to be arrested, and I don't see no, there's no, no, any. No, 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 they were paid protesters. The people up speaking. Yeah. Until you can bring me somebody that actually. Says to me that they were paid to press. I'll show you from the website here. I've got it here. Well, I people will write anything, won't they? Yeah, no, this is on your website. But, okay. Okay. Listen, we. I'm very aware of the fact that you were supposed to leave. I know. Five minutes, minutes ago. ago. <laughs> I know. That's in right there. Says it there. 
Yeah, and what is wrong with them? They're volunteers who are giving their 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 they're living. They're not paid. They're paid workers now. They're not volunteers. And what, what, what is what wrong with that? Say? That's What's the documentation say? from the website showing that. Yeah, the, the and what, what is wrong with that? Because if you Three, pay someone to do so something, it's a job a and, an, and an agenda. So what about me? Than, yeah. I'm I work here at Ujima as a volunteer to do my show. But you also do management. And I also get paid for that. For management, that's a job. Yeah, so do other people in the office And get this paid? is why you have to say non-bots. Well, when you're organising <laughs> things in that scale, I don't you think that you can... You, you need a, a level of expertise in order to be able to organise something of that scale. You can't just pick any person off the street and say, you have to organise no, no. this kind of thing. OK, but these are the people who's actually protesting and they're paying their living expenses and they're paying for their food and accommodation as well. Yeah, very minimal, actually. But yeah. at the same time, that adds an yeah. agenda to it. So it made me a bit dubious about it. No, I can ah, see. I don't I've think that there is an issue. I, know, I understand. You're, you, you, you can only go on the information you can now, see in front of you. There's so. professional protesters out there being paid to protest. So that right. makes me think that no matter what the cause, they're just trying to get their paycheck. Well, I think that you have to just think about the fact that it's happening across not just Bristol, but it's happening across all five cities. And this is an organisation that has mushroomed globally. So how much money do they have to pay all of these people who, then? Who funds it, by the way? Right, guys. Well, we you can go on the website and find out. There's I, a lot of I information. Find out. It doesn't Stephen. Say. No, go and find it out. Says, I found it. It says 118,000 is crowdfunded, yet the crowdfund only run uh, uh, 60,000. Guys, so we are going to have to wrap this up. You, 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 there is definitely more information on the website. We, I think that there is more <laughs> okay. information to discuss, and I think that we should carry on this conversation another time with more people. Stephen, I think you've got some made some really valid points, and yeah. and you really and and you are representing a vast majority of people in Bristol who are incredibly. Upset. Can I just have a, a final right. note to those people, though? Uh, because, yes, go on. Okay, sorry. Just, be, just because we don't necessarily agree with the methods of rebellion and extinction, it doesn't mean we don't agree that climate change isn't a problem. And I want every single one of you listening to go out and do something positive towards that. Just because they've annoyed you, it doesn't mean that you've got to push away the situation. It's still a huge problem, and I want everyone to actually realise that 97% of scientists believe there is actually a problem with it. Don't be the 3%. Push for the 97 But... Yeah, just because we don't agree with your methods, it doesn't mean we don't agree I with I definitely angels. agree with you, Steve, on that one. No, that's beautiful. Yeah, and that was a lovely perfect. sentiment to end on yeah, because of that yeah. is at the it end of important. the day. What we are wanting to yeah. try to do is come together in a common goal, and that is to get the government to stand up and listen to what has to happen now. Yeah. Stephen Draper, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You've been well, a star. Thank you. <laughs> Kalina Achang, thank you. Honestly. Well, thank you very much. And I think it was, it was yeah, it, was, it is interesting for us to get this feedback because, again, it is, as an organisation, it is an organisation that is actually, you know, it's organic and it's growing and exactly. all of this feedback just, yeah. 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 No, not everything's perfect and hopefully yeah. the things like this can be used to implement and make of the course. best one in the future. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah totally. Guys, totally. we're going to have a few yeah. views now yeah. from the people of Bristol before we hear from um, Billy Bragg who was down at the Extinction Rebellion camp this week. So we're going to hear the views. So I just want to say thank you to Stephen Draper. Don't thank forget you. you can catch me on the Word Live show every Tuesday, 8 to 10pm. It's the Wonder Wonder Wood Live. Penina <laughs> Chang, thank you. We'll see you soon. Thank, thank you. you. Listen to the word. So I would say that all young people need to be really, really engaged in this because it's, it's, you know, it's them that's going to see it. Uh, the end game, I yeah. would say. Yeah. But in the front, you know, even me at 55, yeah, I, I don't think, I, I think there's a high likelihood of, uh, of seeing society get in a really bad state before then because we have this problem that we like to fight, mm. especially when resources get, um, get scarce. It's really upon us, you know, and people need to wake up to it. That's why we're doing it, to make the government wake up, but also make the people wake up. Like, come on, this is not something that's happening in the future, it's now. Since when has the government ever listened to us? Will it make a difference? I'm sure it'll make some difference, but it'd only happen as long as the government has something in it for them. 
I think we need to be more sophisticated in sharing our message outside of the networks of people that are normally normally are attracted to Extinction Rebellion because it's not just one movement, it's lots of movements. Yeah, I think it's important uh, just because it shows to the, pe- to the people that think uh, anything's happening, it shows them that there is something happening, there's people doing something about it. I'm fully in support of it, I think it's, a, I think it's good. Yeah. It's like climate change which is upon us and which is going to get much, much worse in the next five or ten years. Climate change is going to cause massive disruption that will make these roadblocks just look like a walk in the park. I personally haven't got an issue with them. So I've worked for uh, General Dynamics, the, one of the major American defence contractors for the last two or three years. And the methods that they have to manage their very complex electronics and military are what you need to manage this sort of problem. So that bunch of people actually make America's nuclear strike submarines and the nuclear reactor in it and all of the weapon systems. Yeah. Now that is a really complex piece of machinery and it has a myriad of problems in it. And the systems that they use for management and how they deploy people, how they prioritise problems and then solve them, and when they don't get it right, they have another go and feedback and work. That's the sort of system that our government needs to be able to deploy and the rest of the governments around the world in order to be able to turn this round. So that was very interesting. That was various different opinions from the people of Bristol. We've had a number of texts coming in. I'm just going to read some of them out. When I was leafleting drivers on Wednesday, a significant number of drivers... Oh, so this is somebody from XR, isn't it? When I was leafleting drivers on Wednesday, a significant number of drivers agreed with the protests, even though they were waiting. At least 65% of them. If we don't stop seas rising, 22,000 homes in Bristol will flood even more. The next one. Bristol may be implementing many local measures to combat climate change. However, the council's approval of Bristol Airport expansion is going to double existing pollution. How does this fit into declaring a climate emergency? National and local politicians need to back their words with more actions, emissions still rising every year. Okay, thank you to whoever that was. We are now going to hear from Billy Bragg. He's a singer-songwriter, but with a purpose. He's an activist, a campaigner, so his music always has a message, and he hasn't been around for a while, but this is Billy Bragg, live from Extinction Rebellion Camp week up against corporations that don't recognize citizens they don't recognize nations they don't recognize borders they recognize nothing except the bottom line and nothing will stand in the way of that bottom line and then we're also fighting against free speech warriors who believe that the definition of freedom is to be able to say whatever you want whenever you want to whoever you want with no comeback And if that is the definition of freedom, then we need to look no further than Donald Trump's Twitter feed to see the greatest example of freedom that has ever existed in our time. What Trump lacks are the two other dimensions of freedom that are crucial if everybody is to enjoy the fruits of liberty. And that is liberty without equality. He has no idea of equality, does Trump. And many other people, Boris Johnson's exactly the same. He has no respect for equality and liberty without equality is just privilege that's all it is it's mere privilege Liberty, liberty that doesn't recognise the equality of everybody to live on this planet harmoniously uh, and, in, and in a way that we can share our resources, that, that also is, is no kind of freedom that I understand. But there's a more dangerous concept of freedom, and I'm afraid that is a freedom that is getting more and more power, and that is freedom 
without accountability. And why is that dangerous? Because freedom without accountability is impunity. And those who feel they can act with impunity, whether it's towards women of colour in the American Congress or towards the environment that we all share, these are very, very dangerous people. So my point is we are fighting here today, bottom line, for accountability. For accountability of nations with regard to the, to the environment. For accountability of corporations and businesses. For, with regard to the environment, but also accountability for, among ourselves for each of us to take responsibility for our own footprint, our own carbon footprint, our own uh, way that we're using our resources. Accountability is also the idea that unites us to the other great movements of our time. Black Lives Matter is an accountability movement. Me Too is an accountability movement. And don't ever let them tell you you're involved in a single issue movement. You're not involved in a single issue movement. You're involved in solidarity movements with other accountability movements around the planet. We're all pushing to hold those in power to account, whether they be nations, whether they be corporations, whether they be men, whether they be white men. We're all trying to hold them to account. And that's what binds us together. It binds us together here. It binds us together here today, but it also binds us to the past. It binds us to the great accountability movements of the past, the great movements for emancipation, because that's the only real definition of freedom. A freedom that brings emancipation. A freedom that allows us to, to, to have some agency over our own lives. The, the freedom that allows us to make a difference in our communities. I know that's why you're all here today, and I deeply, deeply respect that. But big, big, big respect to our comrades from XR Youth who are just coming to join this accountability movement. We have a tradition with Okay, so a bit of an exclusive there from Billy Bragg. Thanks to Colin Moody for supplying that audio. No, but thank you to Stephen Draper for coming in.